Welcome to a double shot of branding podcast. We're two brand and web designers who have a passion for all things business design and entrepreneurship. We're here to chat about the highs and lows of owning your own business, the importance of brand design, and how to manage it all. Let's dive in. Today, we are going to be talking to you guys about how to prep your business for the new year. So with the end of the year only a month away and the frenzy of holiday sales and full swing, you're probably starting to think about ways to bring in that like new year, new me vibe to your business. I don't know about you guys, but I always have big aspirations for the things I want to improve on or start doing in my business at the beginning of every year, but it can be really overwhelming to know how to put it all into action. Um, For example, the past five years, one of my big goals has been to redo my website and yet again, it is still pushed on the back burner. It's, It's kind of an ongoing running joke over here about my website. But, um, so if you're a small business looking to grow, we've got a few tips that you're going to want to do to help prep your brand for the new year. All right. So we're going to kind of break up this episode into a few sections here, um, four different sections. And so the first like section we're going to talk about is reviewing your data. So this is a good place to start. Um, and I think like Caden said, it can be really overwhelming to just have a goal in mind and not really have an action plan of how to get to that goal. Um, so these four sections that we're going to talk about are going to be like how to lay out this action plan. So the first step would be reviewing the data. Um, so let's, you know, maybe take a look back at your financials, your analytics and your sales to see how your business performed in 2022. We went over, um, the importance of tracking your financials in the bookkeeping episode that we did with numbers by Jen. So go check that out if you haven't listened to that yet, but things to track would be what were, was your sales total for the year? What business expenses, um, did you tack on this year? How much did you actually profit? What were your biggest months of the year? So you could start to notice some trends, like maybe you perform better in the springtime when the momentum is like really built up versus the summertime being a little bit slower, um, which will come in handy for later on with goal setting of trying to figure out when you want to plan specific launches and whatnot. And also what main categories did you spend money on for in your business this year? What expenses could you get rid of? Anything that you could kind of like scale back to bring more profit to that bottom dollar would be super helpful. So looking at the financials and all the analytics and sales and stuff, I think is super, super crucial and is a really good starting point, even though that stuff can be pretty boring. But (laughs) if you need help on where to start again, go check out that bookkeeping episode that we did with Jen, because there was a lot of really good information in there. Yeah. The next thing you can do is take a look at your Google analytics to see how much web traffic you're getting. What, how long did people stay on your site, which is called the session rate? How long did people leave your site, which is the bounce rate? Um, what how, pages how were quickly you mean? Sorry. Yes. Yeah, so how quickly. <laughs> how <laughs> you said, how long did people leave your site? <laughs> Whoops. How quickly um, did they leave your site? Like, did they, did they leave in five seconds or did they stay on there for five minutes? Cause that's a, obviously a huge difference. Yeah. So if your bounce rate is um, really quick, then that means you need to make some changes to your website. Cause people are 
coming to your website and then they're leaving very quickly because they're not finding the information they want. It's not, you know, what they thought it was going to be, etc. So um, that's a really good indicator of kind of how you can revamp your website or things that you need to work on. Um, same with like the pages that were most visited and the pages that were least visited. So you can kind of, um, when you're looking at the pages, you can kind of see the flow of um, how people navigate your site. And you can use that to determine sections that need to um, change or verbiage and stuff like that. So there's a lot of tools you can actually incorporate analytics onto your website that are really helpful. Um, now with the new, the newer Google analytics, there's, you can add um, tracking to like buttons and stuff. So you can literally follow like exactly where people go on your site and where they leave. And then if you're noticing people are leaving at a, after a certain section on a certain page, then you can go back and you can revamp that section or add something else in and change it up to try to keep people to stay on your site longer. So review your traffic demographics. So has your audience changed at all? Like the age range, location, et cetera. Um, don't forget to check your social media analytics too to see what posts performed the best, how many followers you gained, um, and check to see if your audience demographics are any different from your website ones too, because that will kind of can maybe change the range for your you know target audience and ideal client a little bit. I didn't know that Google Analytics was adding on features like that because I kind of yeah. just thought it was like how many people are visiting and are when are they leaving your website? Um, I yeah. was using Hotjar for a while there, which was tracking the like the actual user experience on the homepage or like where their mouse is going and what they're reading yeah, and what like they're clicking map. and stuff. Yeah, it was doing a heat map, um, which was really cool because I could see like where on the homepage people are clicking the most. But that's good to know about Google Analytics. I'm definitely going to need to look in that because I rarely look at my Google Analytics. I'm yeah, sad to admit that. <laughs> there's a lot of cool things you can do with it, and it can kind of be overwhelming. Um, so, you know, it might be easier for you to hire somebody who specializes in that. But yeah, there's a lot of mm -hmm. ways you can track literally how they navigate your site from section to page. And then it, it's super helpful because you can go back and make changes. Yeah. And something to note too, if you're check, if you're tracking your social media analytics of seeing like what posts perform best and whatnot, I would also kind of think about those posts that perform best if they brought in the type of audience that you wanted to. Um, Cause there are a lot of posts that I've had that have gone like, you know, viral, like I want to say mini viral for my account. Cause I don't have that many followers. Um, but the ones that have, that have brought in followers, like some of those posts have brought in the wrong types of followers for me, like people that would not be my ideal client, which is, um, you know, made me sit back and think of like, how can I readjust my wording in order to attract people who I actually want to attract? Um, so that's definitely something to review too, when you're yeah. looking at the social media analytics. You've also mentioned how posts that you didn't think, you know, would do well, or you didn't spend a lot of time on ended up doing the best too. So, um, if you aren't really paying attention to like your actual individual post performance, that's something that can be really helpful to when you start planning your marketing content for the next year. Um, because like yeah. Michelle said, she didn't even and think, you know, would 
be that great ended up being like some of her best content. And social media really is exhausting and not a lot of people enjoy it these days because it kind of feels like a huge part of our job that we didn't sign up for. So I think the more ways that you can make it enjoyable, like actually looking at your analytics and posting content that your followers want to see, and you'll get an increased engagement and more followers, like that's going to make your business more enjoyable as opposed to seeing, as opposed to just blindly posting what you feel posting, like posting yeah. that day and then getting, you know, like 40 likes and then no followers, no sales, nothing like that's going to be way more discouraging than if you actually go back and look through and see where it performed well and continue to post content like that, that could potentially bring a sale to something on your website. Ultimately, social media is there to help you sell more and to make more money, not just to feel good when somebody likes your post or feel yeah. good when somebody shares your post. Um, cause that's like a little short-term excitement, but long-term excitement is like actually selling stuff <laughs> for your business. Uh, so just something to think about. Don't get like super caught up into the algorithm and stuff like that. Just post what your followers want to see from you. That's all that we kind of wanted to wrap up into reviewing your data. So the second sort of step in the process that we wanted to chat about would be evaluating what worked and didn't work this year. And you can um, hop into that if you want. Yeah. So take a look back at your offerings. So are your current offerings in line with your business goals, your plans? Um, a lot of times we've mentioned this before clients, um, want to have, you know, like five, six, seven different packages. And there's not really a big difference between each of the packages, but they just think that if they have all these options that they will, you know, be able to sell to all everybody basically. Um, so something that you can do when you're planning for the new year is take a look back at your services and see if there's, you know, how are they performing, anything you can do to improve them? Are there any you need to get rid of? Any things, you know, maybe you notice that people are asking for um, the same thing over and over and over. So maybe you need to add that to your package. Um, marketing. So what channels, we talked about the social media, what channels are you using? Blog, social media, Pinterest, um, Google ads, etc. How How much time are you spending on each one? How could you improve your efforts? Um, and then getting into kind of how you are working with your clients or your customers, how are you communicating with them? Is there, are you doing email and having 50 million email threads and you can't find any information as you're working throughout your project and everything's super confusing for your client because, you know, you've got all these email threads. Is there a communication or project management tool you can start using um, and how you can improve communication. Um, something I've had to do this year was reevaluate my business hours since having a baby. So I was no longer able to, you know, work eight to five or the standard uh, work day. So I kind of had to, to adjust my hours based on, you know, my schedule now with the baby. So think about things like that and your time management. So this is something I could definitely improve on. Um, what did your schedule look like this past year? How long did your projects take? Did they take too long? Did they drag out? Um, and this also kind of falls into processes, like how can you improve your processes so that your projects don't take forever to complete or 
you know, what boundaries do you need to put in this upcoming year? Do you, did you have a lot of clients that were texting you or calling you after your business hours or emailing you and demanding your, your uh, attention at that moment? So there's lots of things you can look at in your own um, business between your offerings, you know, your communication, time management and processes to really plan how do you can improve those things for the, for the next year. And I think a lot of people, myself included, kind of do these evaluations throughout the year, especially with communication, time management, and processes. Um, but I think looking back at the year in whole will be important of like what projects like brought the most joy into your life and kind of evaluating like what was different in this project than one of these projects that was maybe a little bit more stressful. Like was the communication styles different? Um, did you use different like time management system or a different onboarding system for this client versus this client? And that's something that I'm definitely looking at this year too. And I've noticed like I'm a lot happier when my communication is being um, taken place in my project management system versus email, text, phone calls. Text, phone calls. Because oh, it, that's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> because it seems like so much more organized and everything's laid out in this one project management board. I use ClickUp, by the way. I think Kaden uses Asana. Um, but if the communication is is in there with my client, as opposed to all of these other mediums, then I feel way less stressed overall. So that's something that I've definitely noticed in the past years. If I can keep the communication in this one system, it's so much better for my mental health and most likely my clients as well. And then not only evaluating those, um, those things for yourself, but also for your clients and seeing like what was helpful for them and what wasn't helpful. And this is crucial with like creating client feedback surveys. I don't, I don't know if you do this, Kaden, but um, I always ask at the end of the project, how was the communication? Did you like how we communicated with each other? Um, did you feel like the value met the price and all these other like really specific questions? Because I want to make sure that the process for the client is really elevated and isn't overwhelming for them as well. So these are all things that I'm continuously evaluating throughout the year. And then especially at the end of the year, looking back and saying like, what did I do in 2022 that worked and what didn't work? And there's been, um, I've actually been having these internal conversations right now of, uh, like I, I guess I don't need to go into specifics, but, um, <laughs> um, what has worked and what hasn't worked in my business. So that's always good to look at heading into the new year. Yeah. Um, another thing you can do is evaluate like for, um, us being designers, we have like client questionnaires and we have onboarding tasks that we need our clients to do before we can actually start designing. Um, I think that might be one of the biggest misconceptions is like, Oh, design me a brochure or something like that. And it's like, okay, well, I need so much more information than that. But, um, something I've done over the years also is, um, update my client questionnaires. So if I feel like, I noticed that clients were struggling to fill out the the worksheets and they weren't giving me, you know, really good answers. And so once you create something and then you go back and you look at it like way later, you can look at it with a fresh set of eyes. And then there were a lot of questions, you know, that I was like, oh, this is kind of basically asking the same thing. Like, I don't need to ask this question like five different ways. Or if 
clients seemed to like struggle with um, the answer that they were giving me wasn't the answer that I was like wanting, then I, that was my cue that I needed to reword the question in a way that they would understand it. So um, that's another way you can help, you know, improve your processes and stuff because I don't know about you, but sometimes I'll just create something and then just not even think about it and just keep sending it, you know, to mm-hmm. clients or whatever. And then I look back at it and I'm like, wait, this is actually like, yeah. And then like the frustration, the frustration starts to build up. Cause you're like, why am I not getting what I need from the clients? And then I, like, this has happened to me. And then I go and read the questionnaire and I'm like, wait, this is not what I was expecting for this answer. Like, I really need to rephrase this and we rework this. That's definitely a trap that I've fallen into is like just sending the same questionnaire over and over again without evaluating it for like six months at a time when it really should be evaluated like every three months or so. At least that's what I'm kind of finding is like the more clients that I work with and the the more that are like geared towards to the type of clientele I really want to work with, like I'm definitely having to reevaluate these forms and these questionnaires and like make changes to them consistently, like every few months. And even if you're a brick and mortar store, you can take a look back at, you know, your production and is there a different um, method that, you know, that you can use to create whatever product you're selling. So there's lots of different ways you can, you know, look back and evaluate kind of, every different part of your business really. But if we're just being quick, cause you don't want to, that's another thing is like when you're trying to plan for the new year, you just, you have all this, you know, excitement and you have all these ideas and stuff like that. And then it kind of fizzles out because there's so many, so much to think about. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to keep and then another, guys. and then another year has flown by and you're like, where did the time and, go? And like still not redesigned. <laughs> Yeah. Four years later and you still don't have a website. <laughs> I think honestly, I've, I should actually probably go and at least update the, my location. Cause I'm pretty sure it still says South Carolina. <laughs> and you, I'm about to move, don't you have your old logo on there anyways? Yeah. Like the horrible. pineapple it's, logo? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's embarrassing. I know. Okay. So after you have reviewed your data and evaluated what works and didn't work this year, you can move on to planning out your marketing and your launches for, um, for this holiday season, because this episode's going to air the week after Thanksgiving. And then also for 2023, Um, so we love working with our clients for longer than just the initial brand or website project. Um, but a common issue that we run into is receiving last minute or rush requests to design something for sales events or any sort of idea, um, that people have. And this honestly happens a lot during the holidays as well. This is like, this tends to be the busiest time of year for me is November and December, like clients wanting stuff done to failure to plan ahead of the, ahead of time for events like this, um, can, I mean, I will say sometimes they can work out to rush projects like this, but most of the time it works out a lot better if you can plan a few months in ahead, um, of any sort of launches or sales that you want to promote. Um, what ends so, up happening is you don't, so when you aren't planning, you are asking, you know, your designer, Hey, can you create this for me in like a day or two? And then we're at least me for sure. I'm, I can't always do like rush requests like that anymore. So then I can't, I have to tell them no. And then they end up going and trying to like design something themselves or 
doing it on Canva or hiring just a random person for like this one little thing. And then it ends up being like not on brand. So then you're kind you're messing up your, you know, aesthetic and your branding because you're trying to like rush something. And so I think that is also like the, the biggest thing I see is also not just like planning to or preparing for all of this stuff, but then you have to stray from your brand and your aesthetic mm-hmm. and everything. Also think about your clients. If you're rushing any sort of marketing efforts for whatever you're trying to launch or sell, it's going to be too rushed for them as well. Like they need time to process what it is that you're selling and promoting in order to understand the benefits and how it's going to help them out. A lot of people are not going to be making snap decisions, especially when it comes to a service provider offering. This is a little bit different with products. Um, Like if you are somebody listening to this who does have a product shop, you can spend less time marketing. I believe this is just like not scientific based, but this is my own opinion. Um, but if you're a service provider trying to sell something that is a little bit higher ticket, then you for sure need more time to prep your audience for what you're going to be selling and more time showing them sneak peeks and talking more about the benefits that they're going to receive and whatnot. So overall, like besides the fact that it will frustrate your designer, um, it's also going to frustrate your clients a little bit to rush out an offering like this. Um, so just keep that in mind of like everybody kind of needs time to prepare, including the clients that are potentially going to buy this offering from you. And then you're disappointing yourself too, because then you may not get as many sales that you expected. Um, but that's because you you only gave your clients, you know, a couple days to make a especially if you're doing something creative where it's a real big, um, I'm kind of doing, I'm kind of doing a testing test run right now with only doing a two week promotion period for the Canva templates that I'm launching next Monday. And so I've only been talking about them for a week and a half now. Um, so I'm going to see how that goes, but I would amount to like build up anticipation. Um, yeah. Sometimes clients will be like, Hey, they'll come to me on like on Thursday and they're like, Hey, I need this by Friday so I can do something on Monday. And I'm like, ah, yeah. Like I, some, I mean, you might not even like have, that's not enough time to even like promote it. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you don't need like months and months. You only need a few yeah. weeks, but yeah. Of like trying to promote something on Monday and sell it by Friday is a little bit of a slim timeline because not everybody in your audience is going to see your posts every single day of the week, um, especially with how the algorithm works now. Like they might only see one of your five posts promoting whatever you're trying to promote. Um, so that's, that's the key in like backing up the promotion a little bit because who you're trying to reach, like probably will only see like 10% of your promotions. Um, so that's also the advantage of starting a little bit earlier so that you have a better chances of your audience audience learning about your offer before it goes live. Yeah. So you'll notice like, that's why people go to market in like January for fall stuff and the summer for like the next spring stuff or like why Halloween decor is out in August. Um, and then the planning for that is actually months and months before that. So, um, the best tip that we can give you is to print out like a hard copy, uh, monthly calendar for the year. 
So all 12 months, or if you want to just do like a quarter at a time, whatever you want to do. And then first write down any holidays. You can also go through and, you know, like the fun holidays, like national um, designer day or national uh, last week was national Botox day. So <laughs> I bought a Botox gift card, but so go through <laughs> and check like the, the funny, like national holidays, whatever, because there might be one that aligns with your business. So, um, I know when I was working on a fertility website in Las Vegas, I was looking and there's, you know, like a national fertility infertility week. There's a, you know, national like adoption or surrogacy or egg. there's all sorts of like these random things. And so besides like the holidays, um, make sure you go through and check to see if there's anything that could relate to your business that you could use as like a marketing tool. And then, um, so, and then mark those all down on your calendar and then go back and also determine kind of like what sales you want to run. And this is going back to when you reviewed your data, see if there were any months or any certain times of the year where, your sales did really well. And so maybe try to go ahead and plan to do something similar around that time again for the next year and like mark that down in your calendar and then um, figure out if you like want to take any time off. So get just like a baseline of what all the events and the holidays and everything that is going on um, in your business and just like put it down on a calendar. And then once you have an, a better look at like your overall schedule, this is when you can start planning your actual like marketing calendar and your content and stuff and which will help you be better prepared and help you make more sales. Mm -hmm. What I've noticed like an insider's tip here is that the beginning of the year in springtime is like the biggest sales time for me because I think people have a lot of new goals in the new year. And so they want to, you know, get a brand and website design knocked out to achieve those goals for the year. So those tend to be my biggest sales months personally. And then summer tends to be like a dead zone for me. And then fall time, it kind of picks back up again. But the biggest push for me is between January and April. So that's the time when I want to launch something big or focus on more marketing efforts and whatnot. And so that's something that I've kind of realized in in the past couple of years. Um, so looking back at your sales performance, like we mentioned earlier for the year, will definitely help you out with, um, 2023. And then the well, last seasons too, like, um, anyway, like the season. So like summer and oh. uh, fall and winter and spring, you can plan, um, marketing content around like those specific things too. Like there's just so much, like if you actually like write it all down on a calendar, it's, it's super helpful. Mm -hmm. Like your social media posts, like you want to start creating like Christmas, you know, oriented graphics and stuff, but like for the Christmas and fall and winter and pumpkins in the fall and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then the last um, section that we wanted to talk about um, for number four would be setting goals for the year. Um, so now that you've evaluated everything and your offers that worked and at work, you've planned out your launches and whatnot, you can set some big overarching goals for your business. So any financial goals you had, maybe last year you made X amount of dollars and this year you want to up that by 5% or, you know, whatever goals you might have. I think that's always great to have big financial goals and to sit down with a bookkeeper and get these goals set in place. I, I love like having 
having quarterly goals and knowing if I met those or not. Um, I think it's super helpful and it gets me excited to sell stuff knowing that like, Oh, I'm not at my goal yet. I need to kind of like push more out this month. Um, and then also setting any sort of investment goals, like, you know, wanting to hire a website designer or a brand designer, Kaden and I are both booking projects for January. So reach out to us. Um, if you're interested and, or like a copywriter or whatever, a lot of those, um, service providers are going to be big investments, something that you want to start saving for right now. And then maybe a goal of hiring any help for next year too. That was one of my goals, um, was to hire on an assistant that would kind of be with me long-term and eventually turn into a full-time employee. Um, so that was something that I did this year. Um, yeah. Do you have any other goals you can think of? For me, um, we're going to go ahead and put the website design redesign back on that list. Oh, you're putting it on there. (laughs) Okay. Um, yeah. So the, I think the overall takeaway is definitely just being prepared for sure. Um, the more you're prepared, the better, you know, you are equipped to grow your business. Yeah. Every time that I literally plan this stuff out and I'm thinking about it, things just run so much more smoothly. I'm way less stressed. And I totally understand how overwhelming it is to plan stuff out like this and to not just want to, you know, take it day by day, but it really, really is beneficial. And it's really going to help your business go to the next level. If you actually start treating yourself as a CEO and a business owner and like writing this stuff out and goal setting and planning and evaluating and looking at analytics, all these boring things, but it's going to help your bottom dollar. It's going to help the bottom line. So yeah. Um, well, hopefully you guys found this episode informational and helpful and make sure that you subscribe to listen to our new episodes. They are going to be every other week from now on and give us a review if you feel so inclined and we will see you in two weeks.